Welcome to the following presentation from IMG, America's home for college sports, on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Your exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders football. Live from Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street. This is the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman. Today's show is brought to you by UPS, the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, the Virginia Department of Social Services, and Outback Steakhouse. Be a part of the show. Call us at 521-8501. Send your tweet to at Spider Voice. Text us 804-638-9508 or send an email to spidersportsline at richmond.edu. Good snap to Helfkowski. He's going to throw it out of the backfield to Will Garrity. The catch at the 40, up the left hash to the 43. Good enough for the first down on the fake punt. Snap back to throw. Looks left. Throwing left into the end zone. Leaping grab by Simpson for the touchdown. And now it's 27-23 with the extra point coming. Simpson found alone in the end zone for the score. Now live, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, and head coach Russ Huseman. This is the Spiders Sports Line on ESPN 950, 102.7 FM, and the Spider IMG Sports Network. Welcome inside Outback Steakhouse, everyone, and to the Spider Sports Line, our regular Thursday get-together for lunch, spider, and college football talk. Glad you found us. Glad you've joined us today, whether you're in the restaurant to enjoy lunch and our conversation, or you're tuned in on the radio or on your phone or on the computer. We thank you for being a part of today's Spider Sports Line. Special player guest coming up in our middle segments, linebacker Justin Rubin, the Spiders' leading tackler. And on the offensive side, we're going in the trenches today with the offensive line. Adam Sammy, redshirt freshman offensive lineman who's been playing regularly this season, will be our special offensive player guest. Those guys will join us in the middle segments this afternoon, and we certainly hope you'll be a part and join us on the program today as well. We'll recap the Stony Brook game from last week, and then we will look ahead to the matchup with the Villanova Wildcats up I-95 in Philadelphia Saturday afternoon at the good old-fashioned kickoff time of 1 o'clock. Used to be in the good old days, every game was at 1 o'clock. Now almost no game is at 1 o'clock because of television, but this one is 1 o'clock kickoff, 12.30 airtime here on ESPN 950. Uh, Russ, I'll tell you, I was looking at the stats from the game Saturday, waiting for us to come on the air today. And I know the game's not played on paper. It's not played on the stat sheet. But if you look at those stats, I think you would um, come away thinking it was either a very close game or Richmond won the game. I mean, the stats are pretty good. There are a couple of categories that I know you would point to that say, okay, those aren't so good. But for the most part, I think the stat sheet shows how competitive the game was, and potentially, if you didn't see the game and didn't look at the line score, you might say Richmond won that game. So with that as a background or a backdrop, where do you feel Saturday's game was decided on the field? Well, obviously the first muff punt hurt. You know, we we kick off and and get a stop, and, you know, we muffed the punt on a a 20-yard line. I think it rolled down to the 12, and they got it. you know, so we got behind there, and, uh, you know, it's just playing catch up the whole time. You know, coming out in the second half, we get the kick, we get the ball, and, and at that point in time, you got you got to take it down and score. And, and 
and we didn't do it. We had to punt it away. Um, so you know, some th- it's it's there's a there is a fine line between winning and losing, Bob. And and uh, you know, we're we're kind of finding some ways to lose instead of finding ways to win. We got to figure that out. And uh, you know, but obviously we had two turnovers. The one didn't hurt us. You know, the one. Actually, we, we got to stop defensively. So it wasn't – that one didn't hurt us. But, you know, obviously the muff punt hurts because it gave them points. And, um, uh, you know, and that's probably the difference in the game right there. But, again, there were a lot of other things, a lot of other, other, other opportunities. You know, we got them early in the game. Uh, third down, we get the pass interference call. Um, you know, we get the questionable kick-catch interference. Mm-hmm. You know where we got we got them down on the two yard line on that one. Um, you know we we got a couple holding calls on special teams that you know you don't realize on and we haven't been penalized on special teams in the past, but you don't realize how much they hurt you because you know you you get a return and let's say you get a return to the 27, all of a sudden the holds on the 15 it's half the distance and. You know, now you got an 18-yard penalty, and, and you're starting backed up. Um, you know, one was a pretty good block, to be honest with you, by uh, Darius Reynolds. It's kind of how you teach it. But, you know, they, it's, they're just, the, you know, the little things, attention to detail, um, has got to get better, no question. And uh, I keep saying this, we got great kids. we got hard workers. We want guys that they want to win. Uh, they love the University of Richmond, and um, you know we'll, we'll get it, we'll get it fixed. We'll get it turned around. We'll get W's. Um, I know that for sure, but I know it's frustrating right now. Something else you have said all along and warned us was that every week in the CAA is going to be like this. It's going to be a one-possession game. It's going to be a three-point game. It's going to be an overtime game. I think the folks in the restaurant and our listening audience can hear it in your voice. There's a little frustration right there, and certainly understandably so. And you use the word frustrating there at the end of your first answer. How frustrating is it that that this team is that close, that you can look back and pick apart almost every CAA game and say, we could have won that game? Yeah, and it's it's us, but it's it's a it's a lot of other people too. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, Stony yep. Brook's played some games where they can look back and say, we probably could have lost that game very very easily, or a couple games. Uh, probably other than James Madison, I would say everybody across the board throughout the conference. Delaware loses one at the very end there last week to Towson. Um, you know, and Towson's got a young football team and. You know, it just – Elon's won so many close games this year. Uh, you know, they beat Villanova in a really close one last week. So, I, I would I would say probably everybody in the league will sit there and do their radio show and, and, and come back and say, man, we, we, we could have very easily won that game or we very easily could have lost that game. It, it is amazing, this league. It, it's hard. Um, and it is – there's a fine line there. I mean, it's a, it's a small window of winning and losing. And we talk all the time about how the teams beat each other up week in and week out as the grind of the season goes on. You and I have kind of gotten into this habit where you correct me at least once a show. Go ahead. So I'm going to give you the opportunity here because I'm going to throw a theory out at you that I am almost sure you're going to say, Bob, that's not right. Did the double overtime game at Delaware take something out of both of those teams the next week? We wind up losing at home to Stony Brook. 
Delaware winds up losing to a Towson team that had not won a conference game until last week. Anything to that? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Our guys, our guys are resilient. They bounce back. Um, you know, they don't let losses linger. They don't let wins linger, which is a, a sign of a, a good group of kids, a mature group of kids. So they, they really do. It's amazing to, to watch these guys, to see them every day. And when we meet with them on Sunday and uh, they come back to work, I ask Scott Brinks every – I ask Scott every Sunday, you know, how were they in the weight room? And, and, and Scott says that they're the same. You, you, you would never know if they won or lost um, – Based on, uh, you know, based on what they do in the weight room on Sunday, and so it's, uh, you, you know, I, I don't think so. I, you know, I can't answer that for Delaware, but uh, it's it just they're they're all tough teams, and you got to be ready to go every week. Let me about, ask you about one particular play while it's still in my head uh, before we go to Ivan and, and let him ask you a couple of questions as well, and then we'll get our player guests up here. And we played the highlight on the open. Tell us about the fake punt. I know you've been chopping at the bit to try something like that all year, and, of course, it turns out to be the first time we've been successful on fourth down all year. Well, I, is that right? That is right. Wow. That one you can't correct me on. That one I know I'm right about. Man, that's amazing. That, that is amazing right there. Um, we practice that one all year. Every 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 week we practice it. And, and uh, you know, Madison Day is, is my middle back. And, and I trust Madison Day unbelievably because he's got to make the decision whether to do it. Hmm. It's not me taking a hat off. It's not me taking the headsets off to call it off. It's Madison Day making those decisions, hmm. and um, you know he. I trust him. I knew he would make sure that it was the right look that we wanted. You know, I just wanted to make sure the throw was going to be there. I, you know, that was my biggest worry, not whether the Garrity would catch the ball or not. Probably the throw. Uh, and DJ's DJ's a great kid, and but he, he's a punter, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, the throw wasn't really at, at all. It didn't look at all like it did in practice. It didn't to remind be you of Kyle Laletta. Is that what you're telling us? No. <laughs> but somehow he got it there. Um, probably could have been a if, – if he'd have threw it like we wanted it thrown, we, it would have been a bigger gain right there. Um, but, again, you know, it was first down. I actually – our punt team was up on third down, and it was third and – at the time it was third and maybe 18 at the time – and I, I told our punt team, I said, if we get this thing inside of 10 yards on fourth down, we're gonna, I'm calling the fake. And sure enough, we got a completion. And uh, they actually had, we had a hold call on the completion. They could have taken the penalty. Yep. They didn't take the penalty, so we called the, we called the fake on that one. And uh, you know, from what we had seen, and, and I communicate with these guys all the time when they come off. What 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 are they doing? What are we seeing? And from what we had seen, I told Madison, if you get this look again, we're gonna, we'll are gonna we stay with it. And sure enough, he stayed with it, and, and uh, we got the first down. Aside from the strategy side of it, what does it do to the sideline and the guys just from a psyche standpoint? Because it did look like it kind of fired them up at that point. You know, I don't know. Um, to be honest with you, I was just so relieved <laughs> that we got the ball to him, uh, that we got the first down. You know, because you make those decisions – and you just don't know what's going to happen. And any time you make a decision like that, whether it's a fake punt, a, a surprise onside kick, a uh, 
you know, any of the a fake field goal, any of those things. If you don't get it, then you're 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 a complete idiot, and and <laughs> and everybody knows it. And so I, I think there was just a sense of relief that that we did get it and we executed it. That you know I didn't really pay much attention, just get the offense back out there and let's go score. Good stuff. It was exciting. Uh, the fake punt and the completion from DJ Helkowski to Will Garrity for the uh, first down. All right, uh, 521-8501 is our number if you'd like to dial us up. Ivan has that number committed to memory. It's on his speed dial, and he's up with us to talk with Coach Usman on the Spider Sports Line. Hello, Ivan. Hey, Bob. Hey, Coach. How are you both doing today? Hi, Ivan. Uh, well, first, I want to say your team really played its heart out last week. Um, there's no two ways about it. A few bad breaks and a few bad ref- referee calls, I think, hurt us a lot. Um Going into this week's game, what can you tell us about the, the Villanova Wildcats going into this week's game? Well, I'll start by your first comment. I appreciate you saying that because I, our, our team does play hard. They fight. Um, we got a great group of guys that, that are, that are going to fight you from the opening snap to the end. Um, they never quit, and, and I appreciate you saying that and seeing that about them. Villanova um, is same boat we're in right now, 4-4, four and 2-3. Four, and three. You know, fighting for their lives. Uh, they understand how important this game is, like we do. And uh, you know, they've been banged up a little bit with some injuries. Uh, their quarterback, who was a fantastic player, uh, is got hurt. They brought another guy in, um, and uh, I'm, I don't think they were pleased with him. And now they're playing a, a the true freshman started against uh, Elon, and. Uh, uh, did a nice job. He's he's a dual threat guy that can run it. Um, he's got a nice arm, left-handed thrower. Uh, they got a really really strong, really good back. Uh, they've got some quality wideouts, and and they're fairly big up front uh, offensively. Defensively is where they they hang their hat. I mean they're they're first in the league, I believe, in rushing defense. They're probably first or second in total defense. Um, they can they they, they put, they're playing really good defense. They're an odd front. Uh, they've got really, really physical linebackers. Uh, so, you know, it, they'll be, you know, similar to a lot, probably very similar to Delaware as far as defensively and then uh, offensively. You know, some similarities there, too. Probably just run the quarterback a little bit more than Delaware did. How are we doing on the injury this situation going into this week's game? I know we've been beat up a little bit. Um, well, some good news and some not so good news, but the good news is we got some of the guys back that weren't playing last week. That's the good news, and then there's some others that's not quite as good that, that I'm not going to talk about right now. So I don't I don't want to tip our hat to anybody um, that doesn't love the Richmond Spiders. So, uh, but but again, it, it's it, it's that time of year, Ivan. Um, everybody's banged up. And no matter what, you can't you, you don't normally go through a, a football season without some injuries. You just hope you limit them. You hope you got some depth. Uh, but uh, you know it is what it is right now. And uh, um, so, but we we did get we're getting Waller back, which is huge. Um, uh, Patrick Klebert, don't know. Um, I can't remember. There was a third one that didn't didn't play. I can't remember now, but. Uh, but getting Waller back is huge. Waller's such a such a dyna- dynamic player on the defensive side of the ball. It'll really help us. Well, the other one's probably Deontay Thompson. Yeah, Deontay Thompson. We won't have him back this week either. Okay. Well, 
little turn left, Coach. I hope you come out with a big team victory this week. Thank you, Ivan. All right, Russ, before we go to the break, thanks, Ivan. You mentioned the, the stats, and I just did pull them up and glanced at it. The, the, the Villanova, the number against the running attack is just like a sore thumb. They're only giving up like 58 yards a game, yeah, no, no. two yards per carry. That's almost half of the second team in rushing defense, which is Stony Brook at about 95 yards a game. That's a that's a phenomenal figure, isn't it, for Villanova? Yeah, and actually, um, Elon had 100 and maybe 30 rushing against them. Uh, and uh, and that was probably, you know, that's without their best back. You know, their best back is out, the kid that, that torched us pretty good. He's been out the last yeah, few summers. weeks. Yeah, Yeah, and uh, so, they, you know, they got 130 on them, but, they, you know, they run the football really well at Elon. And uh, But, you know, Elon threw the ball really well against them this past week. That, that Davis Cheek, the freshman, had a really, really good game, did a nice job. So, Well, uh, in the interest of fair reporting – they are last in the league in pass defense, and I Villanova. hear and I hear Richmond's pretty good at passing the football. Yeah, we throw it pretty good. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to throw it really well yeah. this week. I don't think there's a question about that. But the most important stat is points, and they Correct. give up the second fewest points. Correct. in the league. So you, there's your challenge ahead of you this week with the Villanova Wildcats. It has become a really, really good rivalry, and we expect nothing less than that Saturday. And of course, it is two teams that are uh, fighting for their lives at four and four overall, and two and three in the league. And I'm glad you didn't tip your hand on anything because I've heard Andy Talley is now responsible to listen to the opposing team's coaches show each week and come up with information now that he's not coaching Villanova anymore. Is he really? No, of course Coach he's not. Coach Talley, how I you just, doing I over just, there? <laughs> I just made that okay. up. It'll be odd not seeing him on the sideline anymore, well, right? I mean, I mean, when you were here as defensive coordinator, obviously yeah. uh, he was he was in his prime. Yep. Right? Great fact, guy. Great fact, guy. They won the national championship the year after we did, mm-hmm. right, in 09. So – yeah, no Andy Talley on the sideline up there at Villanova. I don't think he's listening, but nice of you to say hello to him if he was. Yeah. All right, let's take a timeout, and we'll get to our player segment coming up next. Uh, we're running a little behind already, 1220 on the uh, Spider Sports Night. Hope you're enjoying your lunch, especially here at Outback. And, hey, a, a real quick shout-out before we go to break. Uh, some special guests with us today. We've got our University of Richmond University communications staff with us today. So, ladies, welcome. Cheryl Spain, Pryor Green, Cynthia Price, Sonny Brown are all here today. So wave hello to them. We welcome you to Outback. They've been sharing the Robbins Stadium press box with us for the last several months while their offices are renovated. So they've been on the second floor of the press box. And, Russ, I will tell you, they love watching football practice, and they love listening to the music that you guys play. (laughs) So they've been really happy about that. A lot that. of other people on campus have told us to turn it down. <laughs> no, you need it turned down? Not that fun bunch over there. They love it. I told you. They, All they... right, next person that calls and complains about the music, I'm sending them to y'all, okay? <laughs> You'll handle them. They're fine. Well, yeah, probably like, turn it up. Yeah. So anyway, so thank you, ladies. Thanks for coming. Enjoy lunch and the show, and we'll be back with more of it in a moment on ESPN 950, the Spider IMG Sports Network, powered by Ace Electric. Lux Chevrolet is celebrating their 100-year anniversary, and they're going to use their century of experience to help you find your next Silverado, Suburban, Impala, Malibu, or Equinox. Lux Chevrolet uses their vast knowledge of GM vehicles to help you maintain and service your vehicle to keep it on the road longer and help maintain its value. So for Chevrolet sales, service, or parts, go where experience reigns supreme. Lux Chevrolet in Ashland and online at LuxChevrolet.com. 
Proud to be family-owned since 1916. At UR's School of Professional and Continuing Studies, we offer flexible and affordable degrees and professional education programs to help you start, advance, or change your career. Check out our degrees in nonprofit studies, teacher licensure preparation and information security, or explore our new coding boot camp and professional beer brewer certificate programs. With evening classes and affordable tuition, you can earn a UR degree or certificate on your terms. University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies. Sometimes you have to go back to get ahead. Visit spcs.richmond.edu for details. Premiering CBS Tonight. Take care of business, fellas. Shamar Moore stars in SWAT. Neighbor is so angry. How many times have you told me there's a better way to do things? I am to try. His town. We treat him like family. His rules. Lesson one, never be in a hurry to die. His team. I got up! We got this. We'll fight together. The director and the producer of Fast and Furious reignite an American legend. SWAT. Premier CBS tonight. This is a court-ordered notice. Current and former Honda and Nissan owners or lessees can receive payments and other benefits from a legal settlement related to allegedly defective Takata airbags in their vehicles. To see if your vehicle is included and to file a claim, go to AutoAirbagSettlement.com or call 1-888-735-5596. That's AutoAirbagSettlement.com or 1-888-735-5596. Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman. We're live at Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street, and broadcasting live on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Out of the shotgun, takes the snap, back to throw, throws over the middle, the catch at the two, into the end zone, Brissett, touchdown. Drags a defender with him on a slant route. Quentin Littlejohn held onto his belt. But the touchdown scored to make it 7-6 now. Spiders down one with the extra point. Spider Sports Line live at Outback Steakhouse, 79-17 West Broad Street, along with head football coach Russ Huseman. I'm Bob Black into our player segment. And for the moment, I'm going to drop the S off of player because Justin Rubin hasn't quite made it yet. I'm not worried about him. He's been here before. He's a cameo appearance. He knows where he's going, and he'll he'll get here this afternoon. But we do have a rookie first-timer with us who will grill and start with initially Spider offensive lineman, redshirt freshman Adam Sammy from Clearwater, Florida, is one of our two special player guests today. Adam, thanks for being here. We appreciate, ha- appreciate having you with us. Thank you for having me. What has this year been like for you? Last year, obviously, you watched from the sidelines. This year, you figure you're going to get a chance to get in the rotation, and all of a sudden, by game two, you're in the starting lineup at Colgate. Uh, how fast has all this come for you? Uh, I mean, it's been coming quick. Um, it's been a lot easier having, you know, more veteran guys on the offensive line. You know, you have uh, Alex Light, Patrick Lieber, and uh, Marius Young. Um, there's a lot more film study and kind of just a lot more focusing and um, – preparing myself mentally and you know physically just knowing that you're going out there with you know guys counting on you and you know coaches counting on you so it's always uh it's always good what has the chemistry been like and are those the main guys that you would kind of rely on or lean on if if you needed to ask questions definitely definitely um you know coaches only have certain a certain amount of time in meetings to go over things so it helps a lot Especially for me, I have Alex Light beside me at left guard, three-year starter. I mean, his football IQ is so high that sometimes he can even explain things further than the coaches even have time for. Like, And when you're playing, I mean, 
know, having that extra understanding really lets you kind of go out there, play loose, just feeling confident in what you know. Mm-hmm. Russ, that's a really interesting comment that I think sometimes maybe the players embrace some of this stuff when they hear it from each other in addition to hearing it from their position coach. Well, you know, Adam will tell you, it, it, the offensive line is the most important position on the football field, and I've said that forever, and and, and, and they have to be cohesive, and he has to communicate with Alex. All the, You probably communicate on every snap, you know, and, and to have a veteran like Alex next to a young guy uh, like Adam, I mean, really helps him out because he, Adam is talented. You know, he can play the game of football. You know, he's got great feet. He's, he's got size. He's got a lot of ability. But sometimes, man, that comes at you. Uh, if, if now all of a sudden he doesn't have somebody kind of to lean on even during the game, and he, he may even be talking about film study and all the, all the other ways that Alex helps him. But actually during the game, the communication, you know, because if you're there with a deer in headlights, you're not playing fast. And I think just having Alex right next to him to kind of lean on him probably helps you. I don't want to put words in your mouth there. No, I completely agree with you. Definitely agree with you. Adam, if we were to put a couple of microphones on you guys when you come up to the offensive line, what kind of things are we hearing? And I'm not asking you to be you know, totally technical, but I think a lot of us that sit in the stands or sit up in the press box, maybe we're not aware of how much talk and communication there actually is amongst the offensive linemen, either in the huddle or when you come to the line of scrimmage. Well, it's definitely key, especially in our offense, for everyone to be uh, so close and on the same page because, you know, we're on the go. We're getting on the ball as fast as we can pretty much. So, I mean, as soon as that play comes in, the clock's rolling. We have to communicate, you know, make IDs. Every play, there has to be, you know, everybody has to be on the same page. We have to make IDs, you know, talk to the guy beside you, know what's going on, and then get the ball snapped and go. So, What's the huddle like with Kyle Loletta leading the charge? Uh, It's good. I mean, always, I mean, obviously having a veteran beside you goes a long way, but Mm -hmm. at the joystick, you know, at quarterback, it's always, you know, having a veteran back there, you know, having – great awareness of the situation it comes in big when uh you know he's trying to get us to kind of roll faster or maybe slow down in certain what do you like best about being an offensive lineman what's the most fun honestly just going one-on-one with an opponent and just dominating Hmm. this is the best feeling just keeping your quarterback clean and just locking someone down Let's talk a little bit about the running game now. We talk passing game. What has to happen for that running game to get where you guys want it to be? How much communication is there between the running backs and you guys on the offensive line? Because I would think run blocking is probably something that's fun for you guys where you can, like you said, just get off the ball and go one-on-one against somebody. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of our offense is, uh, you know, RPOs, run-pass options. So uh, a lot of times we just – will be running and, you know, there will be something open and Kyle Leto will make a decision back there. But, I mean, a lot of the times we just need to hit our holes and uh, get the run game kind of rolling because a lot of times we leave uh, some things out there that we're not too happy with. So I think this week we've really focused on that and try to clean that up. So that will be good. Talking with Adam Sammy, Spider offensive lineman, uh, what was the transition like for you with new coaching staff coming in and, and obviously a different style of playing offensively? You hadn't played yet, of course, last year, but you certainly knew what was going on. What was the transition like for you? And kind of where are you at now as we go into week nine of the season? You know, honestly, just in the spring, it was a lot of just, you know, getting used to how, like, the new coaches, uh, Coach Huseman and his guys, you know, wa- wanted things to go, how they wanted things and like, that was a big focus of ours. So in the spring, you know, 
everybody's getting used to your position coach, the head coach, like how they kind of want things. And I feel that we became really close in the spring because everybody's kind of getting situated. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, the coaches are getting situated there. The players understand that. We were on the same page. And by the season, I mean, by that time, everybody was so close. We were just in it all together. So how much different could that be moving forward? You know, next year you won't have to have that learning curve. Um, you know, what's kind of that excitement level, knowing that you're going to know these guys, you're going to know the offense in and out, that sort of thing? I think it'll mean it'll just add to uh, our own, um, like our own understanding of mm-hmm. uh, how it goes pretty much. So, I mean, next season, you know, you already feel comfortable mid towards late season with the coaches by next season i mean you know how everything's going and you can really just focus on football like coach Houston talks about a lot hey adam i mentioned uh, you know pretty quickly you found yourself in the starting lineup this year injuries unfortunate what was that like for you jumping right into the starting lineup in, in week two of the season uh it was interesting honestly i mean uh, a lot of things were difficult especially kind of being thrown in there in the first game in sam houston mm-hmm. um but, I mean, like I said, it's just it comes down to just having the guy beside you, being there to be able to talk and communicate. Russ, what do you like about this big fella? Well, a lot. But, um, <laughs> the fir- you know, the, I think the one thing that, that you know, the, the weird part of it is going to be, you know, next year he's going to be the vet, <laughs> you know. So he's going to have probably somebody next to him that are going to lean on him. But uh, I think the thing about Adam is that, that – uh, his best football is ahead of him. I mean, if you look, he's a young pup right now. Mm-hmm. He probably knows. Let's let's get some strength. Let's you know. Let's work on some things that that he needs to work on. He's got a lot of ability. Um, there's no question about that. And he's played really, really well for us. Mm-hmm. I know Coach Ross really thinks he's played excellent football. He's played winning football. You know, we should be winning. Uh, he's played good enough for us to win football games, but. Uh, you know, the, I think the one thing is that now he, he'll be the vet next year. And as a redshirt sophomore, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you don't say that very often, but he is. You know, obviously we got John Yarbrough coming back next year. And we'll have a bunch of young guys running around out there, you know, that, that haven't played a, a lot of football when you lose young and light. And, and Kleber will be and Kleber's been in and out this year, uh, you know, some. But, uh, you know, I think you feel good about, you know, where we are. I think. We've got a lot of talent coming back up front. Have but you allowed? He, he's got a lot of ability. He's got a chance to be really good. That's really interesting. Have you allowed yourself to think about that? And I'm not trying to rush this season. There's still a lot of football to be played in, in, in the next three weeks and a lot still ahead of us. But that next year there will be no Klebert, Light, Young to turn to. And those guys, Adam, are going to be turning to you. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something to think about. And, you know, obviously that's going to happen naturally. I mean, yeah. That's just part of the game, you know being more experienced and kind of getting older. But, I mean, already, I mean, we have great freshman talent in there. We have Jack Darty uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, Clayton McConnell. I mean, they, they ask me questions all the time, and, I mean, I try to help them as much as I can. Sometimes they'll be on scout team, and I'll see things with them, and I'll talk to them about it. I mean, it just goes both ways always. 
All right, we will talk more with Adam Sammy in a moment when we come back about halfway through our Spider Sports Line Thursday edition from Outback Steakhouse, uh, 7917 West Broad Street. More of the show coming up when we come back. ESPN 950 and the Spider IMG Sports Network. We're powered by Ace Electric. Looking for a great deal on tires without the hassle? Then visit Dyke Tire Tire Pros. We have a hassle-free pledge, something you won't find anywhere else. It's our promise to make your tire buying and auto service experience simple, straightforward, and hassle-free. We have hundreds of tires available from all major tire brands, including Continental and General. Plus, all tires and automotive services are backed by Tire Pros nationwide warranty. Dyke Tire Tire Pros in Richmond or online at DykeTire.com. For the first time anywhere in Virginia, Buzz and Ned's Grill Barbecue invites you to go hog wild with a traditional down-home, all-you-can-eat country pig-picking feast. The last Monday of each month from 6 to 8 p.m., Buzz will be slow cooking up a whole pig, seasoning only fresh hickory-cut logs. Served with plenty of side dishes and fresh brewed iced tea for just $16.95. It's a pork lover's paradise. First come, first served while it lasts. So make sure to arrive early. Details available at buzzandneds.com. Backed by popular demand, Steak and Lobster are together again. This duo can't stay apart for long, mate. Outback's Steak and Lobster, starting at $14.99 for a limited time. We're pairing our tender, juicy signature steaks with a mouth-watering steamed lobster tail. But hurry in, Steak and Lobster starting at $14.99. A deal this good won't last for long. We've also brought back one of your favorites, the loaded Bloomin' Onion. It's our signature Bloomin' Onion topped with delicious Aussie cheese fries. At the University of Richmond, you get a leading liberal arts university in a dynamic capital city where you can be an accountant and an artist, research alongside faculty, and have an internship in your field. Be part of Division I athletics and highly ranked academics. The University of Richmond. We are, you are. It's Spider Football and Lunch at Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street. You're listening to the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Third goal for the five. Snap the Lalletta looks, throws out here in the end zone, and out route. A little curl out to Brissett, and he makes the catch inside the goal line for the touchdown. Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line from Outback. Again, Richmond at Villanova Saturday at 1 o'clock. We're on the air on radio at 12.30. Fox College Sports has the live video. We'll explain that in more detail as the week moves on on our website at richmondspiders.com, but it will be available uh, digitally on Fox College Sports and uh, also on their satellite service on Fox College Sports as well, but we'll have more detailed information for you on where you can pick that game up Saturday afternoon. Check our website at richmondspiders.com or just tune in to Chris Matt and me for the game on radio beginning at 1230 Saturday afternoon. All right, we're talking with Adam Sammy, uh, Spider Redshirt freshman offensive lineman from Clearwater, Florida. And Adam and I have already had this conversation today because I love this part where we find out how guys get to Richmond how they heard about Richmond, all that sort of stuff. But for those of you who know me, you know I'm a huge Philadelphia Phillies fan, and the Phillies spring training base is in Clearwater, Florida. So I now have a new favorite Richmond Spider, and he already said if I can get down to spring training, he can put me up for a few days, right? Adam, I'm coming to visit? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Does that make you a Phillies fan or baseball? Not at all. Nope. Why not? 
Just never have been. Ah. Just football. Just football. Oh, yeah. So there's no favorite baseball team then? Nope. So I can convince you to be a Phillies fan still. You can try. <laughs> At some point. So we've already had that conversation about spring training. So if I can get out of here sometime in March, I guess you can't, Russ. Huh? That's spring nope. practice. Darn. Uh, I would love to do that. I've never actually been to Clearwater. I've been to other teams' spring trainings, but uh, not to the Phillies. So, anyway, let me not digress too far. Uh, Adam, as I said, from Clearwater, Florida, um, tell us a little bit about the recruiting process and what attracted you to be a Richmond Spider. You know, uh, I was a junior in uh, high school, and I was in uh, spring practice, and the first time I ever heard about uh, the University of Richmond, it was when I first met Sparky Woods, our uh, running back coach. He was my recruiter, and – I met him there very briefly, and uh, little did I know, you know, he would become such a big person in my life, you know, like another father figure to me. And I mean, he and I became very close through the process, and um, his persistence kind of really showed how much, you know, he and other coaches really cared. You know, they were always in touch with me. And I mean, no other school really did that. Um, And that's why that's a big reason for me, like, it kind of showed me how much they cared and how much they really wanted to win. So that was a big thing for me. Boy, that's an interesting thing about Sparky, and I hope you don't mind me asking this question. I know we've talked about it and did a feature on RichmondSpiders.com. You lost your dad, uh, and obviously our thoughts and prayers are with you on that front. But knowing that, how much does a, a guy like a Sparky Woods help you through the process? And you're, you know, you're a lot of miles away from home at this point. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, uh, when my dad first passed away, I found out at um, about 3.15 in the morning, and the next person that called me at about 3.45 was uh, Coach Woods, and I was on the phone with him, you know, honestly, right away. Yeah, I was already talking to him. Russ, that takes you way beyond football, doesn't it, and the recruiting of how good a player he is or how good a player any guy you get is, but for you and your coaches to be able to embrace your student-athletes to that extent. Yeah, I mean – you know, it was heartbreaking when I heard the news. Um, you know, I didn't hear it quite that early in the morning, but I had heard it when I got in uh, that day. And, uh, you know, I knew he was already on a plane. Uh, I know Coach Ross reached out to him and, and Coach Woods. And, you know, the one thing you can say is when you are part of a team, you're part of a family. And I think he knew he had 91 other football players uh, thinking about him and praying for him. He had 11 coaches thinking about him and praying for him. So he had such an extended family uh, that all hurt, obviously not even near how he hurt, but we all hurt for him in, in the situation there. So, you know, that's that's the one thing about sports, and that's the one thing about being a part of a team is – you know, he has an extended family, and, and, and uh, you know, I, I know we all uh, were thinking about him through the whole process and still are. Mm-hmm. Adam, once uh, once Sparky made that visit and you made that connection, how did you go about finding out more about the University of Richmond? I mean, what intrigued you? What kind of things did you do to, to learn about the campus, about the community, about the football program, that kind of thing? You know, uh, I first came uh... – that following summer after that spring, I was already up at campus uh, um, talking to the coaches, you know, being shown around campus and uh, just being shown the history of the place and kind of like it's all it was all new to me. So it was extremely interesting uh, seeing it all. And um, just that that first visit turned into a second visit that then turned into official essentially. And, uh, you know, I was on board uh, soon after that. 
Um, you must feel like you're in the north when you come here, though, don't you? I oh, mean, yeah. Compared to Florida, what's that been like for you? You're not probably a cold-weather guy, are you? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I was born in Canada, and ah. uh, I played hockey there, never played football until I moved to Florida in uh, going to sixth grade. So I started playing football, and – you know, the cold weather, I cannot. My lungs don't work in the cold. <laughs> yeah, uh, me either. I'm yeah, with you, man. Me too. <laughs> the, it was bad. I mean, you know, the first winter we had mat drills with the new coaches. That was a big thing, uh, getting used to them. Just having a workout, not even really football-related, just agilities. And, you know, that's at 6 a.m. The field's still frosted. You know, you're kind of kicking up ice, getting out there, 26, 27 degrees. It was something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a battle for me. Yeah, it is for all of us. There are a lot of us that don't like the cold weather either. We've been, knock on wood, really fortunate this year so far with three more regular regular season games to go. Is there still hockey in your blood? Uh, you know, I, I, the only uh, sport that I watch besides uh, football, uh, my cousins that live in Canada all still play. But, I mean, after I kind of picked up with football, I never really went back. Floridians aren't too good at hockey, so. <laughs> I don't know. The NHL has come to Florida. Oh, yeah. Now, the so. lightning. Yeah, the lightning down there in, in, in Tampa, certainly. Uh, let's wrap it up. Let's get back to football and, and kind of wrap things up with you. We'll let you go uh, grab grab lunch here. What What's the mindset of you guys right now? What's, what's the attitude? I mean, as Coach said, this is kind of a crossroads week. You look across that line of scrimmage. Those guys are in the same boat as we are, four and four and, and two and three. How have you guys – Kind of handled the last couple of weeks with, with close setbacks and kind of focused in on getting the game this Saturday. You know, the past couple of weeks, we've kind of really focused on uh, coming together and, you know, doing your job and executing on the field. And, you know, this week I feel we're kind of coming in just really realizing, you know, do or die, we're going out there, you know, we're going to do our best, everybody's going to execute. Um, you know, no missed assignments, we're going to go strike on offense and get stops on defense, and uh, that's what we're really – preparing for on the practice field, but also mentally coming up towards Saturday. You know, I heard Gordon Collins mention this at our weekly press conference yesterday, that every game now is a playoff game. Uh, that's kind of the way he's approaching it anyway. Has that kind of been one of the themes of, of this week now that, uh, you know, you got to win to keep on going? Yeah, I mean, I feel that's just kind of a general norm to our conference, mm-hmm. especially. I mean, just so many good teams every Every week you have to bring it, you know, battling injuries and other adverse adversities. So, you know, it's always like that in CAA. And, you know, you get deeper in the season and you kind of really get to feel the pressure start coming on, definitely. You sound like a seasoned veteran already. So we appreciate that. Uh, to throw you to the fire without, without any fellow player up here, I really appreciate you coming on board today and talking to us both on and off the field. So, We'll buy you dessert as well. We don't normally do that, but since you were a solo guest, you can have dessert, too, if you want it, in addition to lunch. Adam, thanks so much for being here. We know you'll be back many, many times, and good luck this Saturday at Villanova. Thank you for having me. Adam Sammy, Spider Offensive Lineman, terrific guest with us on the Spider Sports Line. Let's take a break. We'll come back with our final segment coming up uh, in just a moment. ESPN 950 and the Spider IMG Sports Network, powered by AC Electric. At UR School of Professional and Continuing Studies, we offer flexible and affordable degrees and professional education programs to help you start, advance, or change your career. Check out our degrees in nonprofit studies, teacher licensure preparation and information security, or explore our new coding boot camp and professional beer brewer certificate programs. With evening classes and affordable tuition, you can earn a UR degree or certificate on your terms. University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies. Sometimes you have to go back to get ahead. Visit spcs.richmond.edu for details. 
Pig out at Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue as we give back 10% of food sales to our Helping Hams charity each Monday. Stop by for Buzz's award-winning hickory smoked baby back beef or mouth-watering spare ribs every Monday night between 6 and 10 p.m. this month. October benefits Big Brothers and Big Sisters, helping children realize their potential in building their futures by developing positive relationships that have a direct and lasting effect on the lives of young people. Visit the original Buzz and Ned's at 1118 North Boulevard in the Fan or Buzz's newest location at 8205 West Broad Street in the West End. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I'm so happy, I feel like I can fly. Disclaimer, you will not be able to fly by switching to GEICO. This is against the laws of physics and nature. If you find yourself flying, please seek professional and or medical help immediately. In the unlikely event you find yourself flying, you might be a superhero or a pigeon or a superhero named Pidgewoman who was bitten by a radioactive pigeon. If you are indeed Pidgewoman, GEICO retains all licensing publishing rights in the event Pidgewoman the movie becomes a top-grossing Hollywood blockbuster. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Did you know that 36% of people eat pizza for breakfast? Or that one in six men eat pizza at least once a day? Americans love pizza. And on any given day, 13% of all people in the U.S. eat pizza. ESPN 950 and Papa John's Pizza are teaming up to make sure that you can get your daily dose of pizza without ever paying full cost again. As an ESPN 950 listener, you can save 30% off any menu item when you order online at PapaJohns.com and enter the promo code ESPN950. That's pizzas, breadsticks, wings, and desserts. Papa John's Pizza. Better ingredients, better pizza. Now 30% off for pizza lovers everywhere. Hi, Richmond fans. Bob Black here for UPS. Your customers want more from your business. You've got to make more happen, whether they're in Richmond or on the other side of the world. Globally or locally, UPS is building solutions to help businesses give their customers exactly what they want. More made easy. UPS, the official logistics company of Richmond Athletics. This is the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman, live from Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. All right, welcome back. Uh, we'll get into our final segment of the program. Adam is still waiting on lunch, so we've coerced him to – what's that, Russ? He's with us on he's, the, he's on the mic. Turn his mic up. Maybe, maybe I'll go sit out in the audience and you guys do the last segment. Uh, we could, couldn't get it done. Oh, you, sure Bob. you could. What would no. you talk about? What would be the topic of conversation? Nova. <laughs> Nova. Nova. There Absolutely. You go. Um, this won't concern you as much, Adam, but, Russ, I was going to ask you, you mentioned a true freshman, a quarterback, for them, so you must not have a whole lot of tape on him. I mean, how do you go about kind of dissecting what they might do or what they like to do? Actually, a game and a half, he played some against James Madison, and then he played the whole game against Elon. So we do have some tape on him. Uh, you know, you can see he's, he's, you know, he is dangerous with his legs. He scram, he had, he probably had six or seven scramble situations to convert first downs against Elon, key first downs. Uh, so he can he can do that. Some design quarterback runs, not many, uh, but he does he throws the ball very well. And uh, you know we get we got to defend their offense. You know everything that they've done. I mean I don't think he's similar to the guy they had um, before that went down with an injury. Mm-hmm. He's similar to guys. I know they had a great one here a couple years ago. Uh, great one there, Robertson. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so you know we're we're. You know, we got to look at everything they've done throughout the year and try to defend that. 
Well, Adam, we did talk about how great Villanova's defense has been, particularly against the run. They're not giving up a lot of points. They have been somewhat susceptible to the pass. That's off of the stat sheet. What are you seeing on the tape from Villanova's defense? You know, um, the past two weeks we've played a very physical D-line, and these guys are a little bit more um, on the lighter side, you know, 240, 250, 260 in there maybe. But um, a lot of their defense, it's just kind of a lot of movement, and uh, you kind of have to be on the same page, like I said, just because they they push and filter all their tackles into one player, 58, their Mike linebacker, and into the boundary uh, outside backer, 33. You know, they, they're big playmakers, so just – knowing where they are and, I mean, just focusing on the second level and kind of what they bring at you and their blitzes. I mean, they have all types of different things they can bring. So it's throwing a lot at you guys, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. How much do you enjoy the film room work and how much of it is just a necessary evil? Because it does sound like you've been in there a lot. You seem to know them very well. It's not too bad. I mean, it's just it's a love of the game, you know. I mean, watching football is watching football, you know, (laughs) especially, you know, it helps when you really do that extra, you know, 30, 40, 50 minutes in there um, when you could leave, but, you know, you stay the extra hour instead of, you know, going and saying what's up to the guys, anything. And then when you're in the game, you know, you know that move is coming from a D-end or you know that blitz is coming. You really recognize it, and, I mean, you can just play and be natural in there. How much of an adjustment was that for you coming out of high school to college and the volume of work off of the field that you have at the college level that maybe you had at the high school level. I mean, Florida's got unbelievable high school football. Maybe it was the same. Uh, tell us a little bit about that transition. You know, yeah, um, we were just talking about, I mean, where I come from, we have great football. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people say that. Um, but I've always been kind of studious with the film. I mean, we had uh, an app in high school. Where I would always watch film my free time during the school day before practice. And, you know, I've always been in the, in the kind of film review room extra. I mean, this is how it is. I mean, especially down there, Florida. I mean, college football, obviously, that's the norm. But, I mean, yeah, definitely always been studying. It kind of shows, too, Russ, doesn't it? I mean, you can tell when we talk to these guys how many of them are spending extra, extra time watching tape. Well, for these guys, offensive line-wise, I mean, it, it is big. I mean, it's huge. And, and, and I'm sure Adam will tell you, too, it's not only – it's not only, all right, my assignment, my assignment, where they're going to be, but, but also the matchups. You know, I'm sure he knows the guy that's going to be over top of him for the most part, what kind of matchup is that, what kind of inside moves he like, you know, does he, what's, what's his pass rush move when he lines up here, is he going to move here? Uh, so I'm sure you've kind of got a good feel for, for what the guy over him, over you is going to do as far as pass rush and those types of things. Yeah, I mean, me and, me and Alex Light sitting there, and I mean, look at, what foot the guy has back and I mean just by knowing that what hand he has down which one he slants or anything like that we're just talking to each other we know where he's going what he's doing before the play is even started and I mean it's an advantage so so what's a high school football game like in Florida how big a deal is that does it rival like we hear Texas all the time or California what's the Florida high school football like you know um for regular Friday games you have you know big turnout I mean just like the students the school and then uh, once you get into the playoffs, when you get those home games, it gets pretty big. I mean, back when I played against um, Fred Taylor's son, ah. he uh, we had to uh, crane bleachers in for 9,000 people in our high school little stands, I mean, all the way around the field. So it can get pretty intense down there. Not to mention the college football down there. So was there a favorite team college-wise down there that you rooted for? Nope. No. Spiders. <laughs> 
All right. How about before you even knew of the spiders? Was there a Florida or a Florida State or a Miami or any any allegiance for you? Just watch to watch. Oh, uh, I Miami. If anyone, if I had to, honestly, I mean, just the history with them, and I mean, they always have a great team. And I had buddies that went and played there who are you know now in the NFL. So I mean, I've always been watching them, just being a fan. Russ, how much of, of the state of Florida can be a, a recruiting area for, for the Richmond Spiders? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you go into the – like, you went to a private school, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so you, you can go down there, you can get into the private schools, and, and they'll have interest in the University of Richmond. I think if you go down there into the public schools, and it's so heavily recruited that, you know, there's really not a, a great draw for the University of Richmond um, just because, the, you know, they, they can – they can go other places that aren't real strong, as strong academically. You know, the the, the, the draw is, you know, it's it's great football but uh, an elite education. And, and I think that's kind of, as you go in, you go into the private schools, that's kind of, you know, they kind of say, I, you know, I like the Ivy Leagues. I like Richmond. I like the, the Elons of the world and the Villanovas, the, the, the really strong academic places. So, uh you know, it, it'll it'll be it'll be good, and we'll we'll go down to the to, to the high schools like Adam came from. But uh, for the most part, for us, just to blanket Florida, is it, pretty is pretty tough with with our with the number of coaches and the resources that we have. But you got a success story here, so you can yeah, certainly we've got point some to really him when good, you go down there. To we, Colby Ritten's down there. Yeah. Um, Gabe who, Thomas. Gabe Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Billy Coggle. Billy Coggle. So we've had some great success down there. No question about that. Well, keep keep getting that success down there. Right. We, we need more guys uh, like Adam. Adam for sure. How much did you learn about the CAA, and how quickly did you learn what type of conference this has turned out to be? Whether it's this year, what you saw last year, moving forward, what it's going to be like. You know, um, coming in, you know, you know, teams are good. You know, just from keeping up with the Spiders um, from like the year before. But, I mean, being in the meeting rooms with guys like Tom Evans last year, I mean, mm. you realize, you know, how tough it is when you see the score. You know, I was on the sideline, red-shirted, obviously. So, watching the game, having nail-biters, like, every game, you kind of understand. But once you're out there and really going against, you know, these different teams and, like, how good their different personnel and, like, their schemes are, I mean, you really get a feel for it. And it's kind of uh, – it's very unique to the CAA, I think. And as we've said, week in and week out, it's going to be a one-possession or a close game. Uh, We'll let you go. Thank you, Adam, very much for being here and for filling in on an extra segment as well. So we'll certainly have you back. You're high on our list now. (laughs) Oh, he's right up top Absolutely, he is. No question about that. All right, Adam, thanks. Enjoy lunch. I'm thinking it's coming for you, so enjoy that. we got just a couple of minutes, Russ. Give me some keys this week. Uh, against Villanova that you're really looking at. Uh, we talked about, you know, kind of winning the stat sheet a little bit last week. What do you got to do to win the scoreboard this week? Well, I, I think you got to you, you got to stay away from the the turnovers. Um, you know, it's going to be they're going to be good enough on defense, so we got to take advantage of every opportunity that we get, whether it's field goals, whether it's you know it's uh, touchdowns, whatever it is, uh, and. and and take advantage when we get into the red zone with with touchdowns for sure. But and then defensively, we got to keep getting stops. We got to get third down stops. Obviously, I think we can get them in third down. And uh, you know, once we do that, we got we we got to be great on third down. I think this was brought up a couple times yesterday, but we're kind of in a stretch here, and I didn't even realize it. You just go week to week, uh, four or five games I think on the road right now for the Spiders. Any big deal to that? I mean, I think these guys for the most part are pretty uh, road warrior tested, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I don't really, and you know, we don't. I don't think about yeah. it a whole lot. Uh, you just you play them as they, 
they line up, and you just know that each week, whether you're home or on the road, you're going to play somebody pretty good. Now, speaking of that, you were asked yesterday about the schedule that came out for 2018. And, again, I'm not trying to jump too far ahead, but the very first thing you said, and I think most coaches would also, that you liked about next year's schedule was six. Six home six games, home games yeah. right? That, that's the first thing that pops out. It doesn't out happen here. much at the FCS level. Uh, probably doesn't happen much here. Uh, but, fortunately, you know, they got a six home game. So, uh, that, that's, that's pretty neat to see. And you got the FBS back next year, which yep, I know you Virginia like and, and I think the guys like, don't they? Yeah, I, I know our guys love to play those games. And and I like to play them. I like uh, going out recruiting and telling people we're going to play Virginia, Virginia Tech, Pitt, Boston College, those people. And, and I do think it helps you in recruiting too. I know when you were at Chattanooga, you had a couple of chances with Alabama, but it was always late in the year, which I found – Kind of surprising. How did you approach that? Would you rather it be at the start of the season like we normally do? Well, actually, it's it's weird because the ACC, they want to schedule these games early in the year, first game of the year. And the, the ACC uh, conference came back and said, you know, like we've had to reschedule a couple of these games, future dates, because the ACC doesn't want all these games at the beginning of the year. SEC always likes them at the end of the year. Huh. And they like them. They want to play an FCS opponent like Alabama before Auburn. We played Auburn before somebody else, and and so they make their schedules based on that. A lot of those games were at the end. You take them when you can get them, no matter what what they say. You know, David Walsh comes into my office and say, hey, listen, Pitt wants to change the game to this or that, and and I just do what you got to do. Let's just go play the games. Let's go play the Villanova game now. Yep. And let's win that one. Russ, thanks. Appreciate thank it. You. We'll see you back here next Thursday. Everybody in the restaurant, thank you for being here today. Please take care of your servers on your way out. And those of you tuned in, we thank you for listening to today's show. Adam Sammy, again, thank you. Uh, Offensive lineman is our special player guest today for Coach Usman. Bob Black saying so long. Mitchell Bradley producing on location. Matt Josephs in our studio. Tune us in Saturday, Spider Football at Villanova. We're on the air at 1230 right here on ESPN 950 and the Spider IMG Sports Network. So long, everyone. You've been listening to the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman, live from Outback Steakhouse, 7919 West Broad Street, Today's show is brought to you by UPS, the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, the Virginia Department of Social Services, and Outback Steakhouse. For the latest Spider Sports news and updates, visit richmondspiders.com on your computer, mobile device, and tablet. Plus, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks for listening to Richmond Athletics on the Spider IMG Sports Network.